Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Peter Ricciardi, as well as Jeff Likovsky. Their company is called Brand Artica, and they design creativity and brand attitude adjustments. So guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for having us. having us. Yes. So first of all, can you share the story of some creative marketing you did with a client? Sure, absolutely. It was for a product called Chilk, and it was a drink made of room temperature, tepid, chunky chicken and milk. It was just everything great about chicken and everything you love about milk at room temperature. And so what we decided to do, Chad, was to bring that thing back to life. We created a brand, we created a bunch of different products. We created a website and social media channels for it. And we treated it as if it were a client. And it allowed us to do all the things we wanted to do for a client, but they would say no, because nobody was saying no. It's funny, it's still out there today and we use it as a, we use it as a tool in a couple of different ways. One of the ways is when you reaching out to people via LinkedIn, via email, cold emails, after a certain amount of times, we send them the chilk chaser, which just is a link to the site. And it basically says, look, we've tried to reach you. We've tried to call you. We appreciate you're busy. If we can make chilk look this good, imagine what we can do for you. So we use it today in a variety of ways like that to sort of just gather attention and say, if we can make something this crappy look great, imagine what we can do with you. I like how you call it a chill chaser. It sounds like what you take after a shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. Cause we gave, we gave it the shot and was trying to reach out to them. And That's right. I'm sure you uh, get lots of a response on that one. It's funny enough, just <laughs> looking at the product is. Yeah. Uh, it's alarming. Usually we get a, a lot of good feedback about it. Jeff, looking back on your career in life, can you mm. share what is a defining moment or pivotal moment? Oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. My background is actually in consumer electronics. I worked for some really big audio brands, Denon, Marantz, Boston Acoustics. They're all part of a big holding company that I worked for. And I was an e-business manager within the company. And it was really a great time because like WordPress had just really just kind of started out and I was building blogs <laughs> for these brands and people were like, what's a blog? You know, <laughs> this is how far back, but anyway, it, it evolved into working with like a team in Cupertino and really having all that insight into ex Amazon guys and things like that, having a lot of insight into a lot of those types of technologies that were just emerging. And then at some point, uh, as, as people shifted away from having big speakers in their rooms into wearing headphones, I decided to make a big pivot. And that was, I, I had left the company to, to join a startup. And I did that for a couple of years. And I realized all the intricacies in terms of building up a business from, from dust and, and bringing up from the ground level was involved. The business itself had some, had some issues or whatever. And I decided, all right, so maybe this is time for me in my forties, I'm going to start my own, my own business. And that I guess was the big moment where I kind of said I could do this. And, and I, and I did, I actually, I left the, I left the whole consumer electronics space and went into at the time, which was the marketing consulting, which later turned into more of a technology web development type of business. So that was a big shift. I mean, you jumped in. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the big pivot. As I say, from there, you know, I had worked with Peter. We both had our own businesses and at, at some point 
we realized that not only were we working really great together, that we we need each other's skills. So that's kind of how how we got together and became partners at Brandarctica. Peter, are you glad that happened? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. My kids were asking me actually uh, this morning at the table, who's your favorite client? And don't worry, we won't say anything. And I was like, they're eight and 10. And we're like, it's Jeff, isn't it? It's Jeff. And I'm like, Jeff's not a client. Jeff, Jeff's my business partner. Jeff's, Jeff's right. but you're the boss. And I was like, no, we're both the boss. And I was trying to explain to them. I said, I, none of this, I couldn't do this without Jeff. I, I would be certainly in, in deep shit. If you would, <laughs> Jeff's skill set, Jeff's balance, Jeff's sensitivity and and experience. So yeah, I'm glad. Answers worked out. Oh, well. Absolutely. No, I I think it was a it, it's has been a great partnership because Jeff's um, miserable. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm miserable, right? No, I mean in terms of Peter's energy and creativity, and and then and and I have some pretty good insight in, on the technology side. I think for our clients, they they get kind of the best of both worlds where I think some agencies struggle with one or the other. Some agencies are focused on the technology part. Some agencies are focused on the creative, but they don't really have the in-house stuff to do technology. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart too, is that not only we kind of small and nimble, but we have like these, these good backgrounds in terms of being able to handle different challenges. That's good. I can tell there's a little bit of bromance going here. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So Peter, can you share a story of a struggle you've had to overcome throughout your life or career? Yeah, a lot. I mean, I honestly, and I was telling you before we started, I, I, as a young fellow growing up, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I wasn't great in school. I didn't love school. It's funny now because I love to learn and I love to study and I love to read. But at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the usual path was you played sports and either succeeded and went to college on a sports scholarship or you... You just went to college straight out of high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I tried that. I ended up in playing music in a band and that's what I wanted to do. But I found that to be a really difficult. I did that for years and I loved the performance aspect of it, but I really didn't like the treachery of begging people to come see shows. So the struggle was for me in my mid twenties and late twenties to figure out what the heck am I going to do? I quit playing in a band and I was like, this is my entire identity. So now what? And for me, what ended up happening was that it's, it's interesting. I'm left-handed and I, I joined a band borrowing an instrument that belonged to a right-handed person and just flipped it over and learned how to play it left-handed because I was like, I, don't, I couldn't afford to buy one. So I was like, I'll just use this. And that was a big difference and, and I made it work. When I left music, really, I walked into a building in Boston that was being built out for something, but I saw the Disney logo on it. I wandered in off the street and I said, what are y'all doing in here? I'd like to play. And they said, well, we're building a recording studio and a production studio. And I said, oh, they said, do you know how to hang sheetrock? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't, I still but I ended up working at Disney for 15 plus years and became a copywriter and a voice artist and a director and a producer and a branding specialist. And that was the struggle for me was like going from who am I and what am I going to be when I grow up yeah. to even today, it was just a natural evolution. When I met Jeff, I came, I had left Disney, I'd left the castle gates for the Granite State, if you will. And uh, 
I, I was married. We had our child on the way. I was like, what am I going to do? And I said, well, let me go work at an agency. And I couldn't get hired. And I realized, why am I trying to get somebody else to hire me? I'm just going to make my own agency and run them all into the ground. And in the course of doing so, I met Jeff and I was like, let's just do this together because it's more fun. So yeah, the right. struggle was really just trying to figure out who I am, where I belonged, what did I enjoy doing, and would it be something I could make money at? What did the early days look like when you guys started this? Getting the first clients, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fine. <laughs> I, think, I think you go through this process and where it's sort of like, you know, it's slim pickings at first. So it's it's like you take any kind of job that you want, that that's available rather. And then no matter what it is or how small or it's not the ideal thing you want to work on, you just do it because you have to do it, right? You have to get your your feet planted into the into what you're doing and get the experience going because there's the experience isn't just completing the job it's it's the client interaction it's getting all your stuff together so that you have good process good good communication good you know, all these different layers that you usually don't get involved in as if you're just an employee at a company because someone else is handling those things so i think the learning part of it is slow so it takes a t it takes time to get into your groove and i think what one thing that i that i found was it was better for me to go in a niche direction than it was in a very broad range direction so when i first started my own business i was like i'm gonna be a marketing consultant Woohoo! But, but what i realized soon enough after about three months of that and not getting any work is if i said i build wordpress websites all of a sudden, I had all this opportunity. I was working with other agencies to do their dev. I was doing my own clients. I had people referring to people to me. And that was my foot in the door. Because I skipped, because I thought more of niche, it allowed me to connect with more people in a rapid way. So I think that was, I think part of it, it was just like you're trying, sometimes you overthink it and you, you just look at it like I'm going to do everything for everybody, but that's what we find now, even with our agency, it's better for us to be more selective because in the end that that's really where the win is because not only is it a great experience for us and for the client, we're just doing the stuff that we like to do. So have you guys niched down to a specific, a specific industry now? No, not to a specific industry. I, I would say that it's funny. Originally, even back to your original question was the specific industry was if you had a marketing budget and would spend it on us, we would work with you. If you waved a fistful of dollars at us, we'd come over. But no, we've, we've, we have been working on that. And that's something that I think that a lot of people don't realize is you're, you're almost always working on that. Mm. Um, are we charging enough? Are we char, you know, there's always this, this desire to like, please and not offend and you have to we have we still have to get over that sometimes and with specific niches we've looked at it and said we really like working with products that have distribution have multiple platforms or legs to them less so about a service or something mm -hmm. like that because there's just not enough there to sustain a relationship and we've run into this before where 
Um, now, I know guys in agencies, they've been very successful that and, and women that have been very successful in saying, well, we we do mostly banking and wellness, hospitals, financial institutions, and that's it. But then I look at their work and I go, it's the same thing over and over and over again. They're just regurgitating. It's kind of like, well, at least for me and my background coming from where I came from, I had to learn to speak to a wide audience on a variety of topics. I had to get inside the head of a mom, get inside the head of a kid, get inside the head of a dad, all of that. And now we just look for clients that want to make a splash, that understand that marketing budget matters. You have to have one, A. And B, that want to do great work. We can certainly, Chad, you know, do the paint by numbers for someone when it's needed or or when it's required but if someone pays us to not listen to us that i find almost that wears you down and you lose interest yeah we're i don't hang sheetrock this is what (laughs) i do all day is creative thinking and creative development and production and i don't hang sheetrock so don't ask me to Um, but if you if you if you hang sheetrock i'm not going to get in your way if i need someone to do this or to do that that's the person i want to do and that's something that jeff and i learn still you know you need a photographer it doesn't mean i can come out there with my iphone and take pictures and make it work Um, hire a photographer because that's what they do out of every 10 leads that come your way how many make it through that filter (laughs) it's a great question Uh, up until about a couple of months ago it was like nine out of 10 and we were like even our bit we had a we have a business coach who was like your percentage is way too high you're not charging enough and we were like you're right and so that was something that we had to go you know we need to assess what it is we want to do almost back engineer what we wanted to make and say this is where we want to be how do we get there How how do we work with the right businesses in the right formats to get us where we want to go financially. And then as far as leads are concerned, it's interesting because you do have to lo- throw a lot of ass at the wall to see what sticks, mm. but it, it can't just be random. It has to be targeted. It has to be specific. Right. And I think that at least in my experience, you know, I'm pretty transparent. People either like me a lot or they do not like me a lot. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I've I've stopped being afraid to offend. So the people that like me a lot get they know what they're buying, they know what they're gonna get. And mm-hmm. the people that don't like it, I go, eh, I don't I wasn't gonna have fun with this anyway. Yeah, I mean, one point with the lead thing is that it, it's the same struggle for us like it is with everyone else. We we throw out emails, we're we're connecting on social, we're doing all the stuff we're supposed to do. The big thing for us is that we we have a pretty good conversion in terms of landing a client as long as we can get that phone call. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of agencies anyway. If someone if someone is agreeing to a phone call with us, we we usually can 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 feel it out enough and 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 understand what their needs are to to be able to at least do a proposal for them. Yeah, that makes sense. And as you're saying, Peter, don't be afraid to offend some people. I'm of a similar way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah think- Peter. Peter always tells the clients, like, we're gonna push you. You're gonna. You might push back a little bit, just but just realize we we like to push the limits a little bit in in terms of getting you out of your comfort zone, so that you're not always like you're not just vanilla. You're not just doing what everyone else is doing. You're doing something that's gonna make you stand out in the crowd. Right. And I think to apply that just to business in general is that you you have to fail a lot to succeed. 
and and if you succeed every time you're not learning anything so we weren't learning anything from having a high percentage rate of conversions and lead closes what we were learning was that we were, we were like seriously undervaluing ourselves and mm -hmm. overworking that's a failure but it's one that can be corrected and the best one of one of my favorite client experiences ever was closing a deal with someone i had driven a couple of hours to go meet them and i showed up and i was like okay they all sat down and i said what your product your product is good what's inside the the container is is a delight the outside is a horror show whoever did this to you should be sent away and i said i'll be honest with you i drove all the way up here and i'm just going to be frank your baby's ugly and I don't want to, if you're not interested <laughs> in making a better looking baby, then I'm going to go home. But I drove two hours to get here and I'm just going to tell you, your baby's hideous. And until we fix that, it doesn't matter what's inside. You're very concerned with what's inside the package, which is great. You should be. Because if the outside of the package is amazing and the inside sucks, well, you're not going to sell for very yeah, long. Much about that, right? And that was they. They looked at me, and the the owner dropped an f bomb, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, so we we're doing that." And that was the way that started. And I said, "We have a very open now connect. It's it's business, slightly personal, but it's we're there's no harm here. There's no foul. We can speak freely. And when you're dealing with creativity and success, someone else's success or failure, especially because it's part of our job to we take part in all of it." You have to be open. You have to be, sometimes it hurts a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure now that'll be a great client because you have that open communication. They left. Oh, they left. They'll be, we always, we always kid that they'll be back. So one or two ways. <laughs> no, they, they were a great client for four years. And when COVID hit, they, they just weren't in a position to continue maintaining yeah. that level. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it was okay. I didn't take that personally. Uh, I just was like they were in a really tough spot and when you're talking about the kind of clientele that jeff and i that it might have a physical location a distribution a product an online sale when you have that many things and covid comes into play mm -hmm. you know that's a lot of pins that can get knocked down right so the, yeah the, we, we definitely we saw a shift in terms of client needs over to more of web-based things uh, for the obvious reasons people People had to continue doing businesses and learning how to do them in a different way. And most of that was online. So we, we did a lot of work in terms of web development and things like that during that time. But the businesses that spent money during COVID, they're still around and they succeeded. That's right. The businesses that stopped spending dollars, they failed or they're still struggling to get back. You can never stop spending on marketing, sales that, and marketing. That's true. Right. So Jeff, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you, Peter, or the company, how would they do so? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You could go, you could go to brandarctica.agency. So yeah, so it, it's not a .com, it's .agency. And we have a, we have a contact form there. And we also even have a, a Calendly scheduler. If you want to just even schedule a call that type of thing. You can, you can just schedule a call at your convenience to either one of us and we'll, uh, we can start the discussion. Yeah. I would also say I knew this, Chad, use things like LinkedIn or social media platforms, just reach out. That's how I, that's a lot of how our client interactions start is mm. through their social media platforms or through LinkedIn and just connect with people. The one thing I've learned in, in all of this is that everybody's reachable. Everybody is reachable. And, uh, when you do take the chance to reach out to someone, even if you believe 
there's no way they're going to answer. You'd be surprised at how many people are willing to pay it forward, how many people are willing to open up and just chat. So we can be found at the website or on a variety of platforms. Sure. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.